0: On the one hand, I would like more people to conceptualize homelessness as a problem of a system that we currently have in our society. And it is a system that we as as human beings created, and it doesn't have to be this way. We didn't used to have homelessness like we do now. We also didn't have wealth inequality like we do now. Those are things that human beings can change. This is not like some tectonic plate that we have no control over.
1: Welcome to In and Out of the Fray, a new podcast series from SMT dealing with questions of homelessness and homefulness. In part four, we speak with Spencer Downing, Interim Executive Director for the Boulder Shelter for the Homeless. I don't know if he's going to be able to understand me with this. Now, so. uh-huh.
0: Hi, this is Greg Arms from the Boulder Shelter. I can't take your call right now, so please leave me a message. Thanks.
1: On a cold Saturday in January, now. co-host Ariel and I went to the boulder shelter for the homeless looking for someone willing to share some insight we were able to set up a video call with Spencer Downing, interim director of the shelter
0: I moved to Colorado about six years ago for family reasons um, our Our family and our we wanted kids to be near grandparents and cousins and things like that. That brought us to Colorado a few years ago.
1: Prior to that, Spencer had been living in Los Angeles and working in Hollywood for an organization focused on issues resulting from long-term homelessness.
0: People dealing with significant mental illness, significant substance use disorder, um, years and years on the streets. So uh, I, I had worked in that organization for some time and had not only become interested in the ways that you reach humanity through ongoing contact which is compelling but also I became very interested in thinking about what are the systems that can perhaps change the the underlying conditions that keep a person on the street the shelter is is a private independent nonprofit it is in fact a it was a Designed to be originally a Boulder specific Boulder City rather than Boulder County specific organization to meet the needs of Boulder City. And it was put together by citizens who were concerned about what they saw developing in the early in the in the 1980s, 40 years ago. One of the things that we're working on is how do we become the landlord for the kind of people who through substance use or through past criminal history are going to be ineligible to get housing from almost anybody else, including the public housing authority. While we as an independent nonprofit can become the landlord, we we own units, a few, not many, but we have targeted those units toward the kind of people who would not be able to be housed because of something on their record, because of something in their past, even long ago that makes it unlikely for them to even be housed by a housing authority, much less an independent commercial landlord. Um, Right now, we've got more than a dozen people who fit that category, folks who've been homeless for more than 20 years.
1: Is the Boulder uh, shelter, uh, is that a unique model, do you think, or are there other... Do you know of other similar types of approaches to the, to this? Yeah, it's not
0: a unique model. There's, and you know, the folks who are in this world are communicating better than they did, you know, 30, 40 years ago. Um, the people who do this kind of work, um, almost all of whom are motivated by the kind of heartfelt compassion that drives a person to care about a person who is homeless, then begin thinking about, well, Let's do more than just offer a coat or socks or a sandwich. What What are the things that we can, how can we make demands on the system? How can we do work together to mobilize our resources? And the, I really dislike the term resources because that's what people like me say all the time. What does that really mean? Well, that means an actual building. That means an actual Chunk of money that every month helps supplement the the income of a person coming out of homelessness. And when I say income, a lot of times, you know, social security income or disability income won't pay the rent. So you have to get a chunk. How do we figure out how to chunk all these all the money together and and the actual buildings together and somebody who's going to check in on them and make sure that they're paying their rent and they're making sure that they're fed and to to make sure that they don't slip into homelessness. Now, if we were talking about Los Angeles, I could talk about lots of individuals who I'd seen years and years on the streets who refused all kinds of opportunities to get into housing. And only through a lot of patience and persistence did they feel comfortable enough to accept that. Because one of the effects of long-term homelessness is that there is a almost a cycle where our, our society is inclined to make a person feel like less of a human being because they don't happen to have a house. And that feeling can turn into a sense of shame and a sense of self-hatred that makes someone inclined to believe that they don't even deserve to get something as simple as a house. You'll hear endless stories from people who do this kind of work of people who've been on the streets for years who don't feel comfortable, don't feel even deserving of sleeping in a bed that's their own. And they'll often sleep for up to months on the floor next to a bed.
1: So often, discussions about homelessness also include a mention of drug use. We asked Spencer to comment.
0: Often people will say the reason a person is homeless is because of their drug use, but at least 10 years ago, the stats were indicating that more people were becoming victims of substance use disorder because of and as a result of their homelessness Drug use is so often used to respond to trauma, and few things are as traumatic as homelessness. And so it's, it's often the case that a person starts using as a result of their homelessness rather than becoming homeless as a result of their use. The reality is meth use is such a horrible thing in our society right now. Meth in itself has changed. And, you know, just as Breaking Bad was hitting, the kind of meth that was hitting the market was also changing mm-hmm. uh, so the methamphetamine of 15 years ago was somewhat different not unlike marijuana um methamphetamine is terrible for a person it is terrible for their bodies but it's also terrible for a house it'll it'll ruin a house so landlords are unwilling to rent to somebody who has a history of meth usage and uh and what's tough is I know from um, for years one of the things I used to say is... It is way less expensive to get enough meth to keep you up during the night than to find a place to sleep safely during the night. And if you're worried about your safety, and if you're worried about falling asleep and becoming a victim, well, something like methamphetamine becomes perceived as a is a viable option and a less expensive option and then leads to an addiction. People who are living on the streets, they feel frustrated. Part of their frustration is because they grew up with the same expectations and desires that are heavily encouraged in the society we live in. And I'd encourage folks to remember that. And then the, the main thing that I'd also encourage people to remember is that the vast majority, I'm, I'm inclined to say almost everyone, almost everyone I know would prefer to be living in a, ho- in a home. This this the notion of well those people just want to live on the streets then then leads to all kinds of other assumptions and expectations and policy changes and things like that that I think aren't very helpful um, and I say that having spent months literally years um, where I used to work there was one person who had a voucher and had an apartment waiting and refused the key for literally years. And it's easy when you say, when you meet that person, if you only meet them one time to say, well, that's how they wanna live. They just wanna live on the streets. And in fact, that wasn't the case, but you would never know that unless you'd known the person for a long time. And ultimately that person ended up in an apartment and quite happy in his apartment.
1: Thanks for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our new series, In and Out of the Fray, and we hope you'll consider a donation of any amount to the Boulder Shelter for the Homeless. You'll find a donation link in our show notes. You can listen to new episodes of In and Out of the Fray Thursdays through March 17, 2022.